Welcome back to Holzer Talk. This is episode five. On today's episode, we sit down with Benjamin Smith, who is a training and organizational development specialist here at Holzer. He walks us through um, his education and experience, along with um, some different certifications that he has, you know, been uh, loves the lean processes. So he gets to uh, talk about that on today's episode. And we really hope you enjoy his story. Smith. Hi, Ben. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. Good. So Ben, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, I've been with Holzer for uh, five years, just coming up in April. Um, Holzer's always been kind of synonymous with my family. Uh, my dad's been a physician at the uh, Meg's location since the late 90s. And uh, so, um, yeah, long time with Holzer and appreciative of everything they've done for our family and just glad to be here to give back. Sure. So, um, you're in the training and organizational development department. So, what does your, what are you responsible for? What is it that you do? Yeah, so primarily I'm, uh, focused on uh, Lean, uh, Six Sigma, um, currently working on my black belt and I hold my green belt, so we'll do a lot with uh, process improvement and projects. Um, also uh, work with CPR and BLS, do a lot of work with that. Um, and then, yeah, train it, training EVS <laughs> uh, staff with my chest certification. So what, is, what is a chest certification? Yeah, so the chest certification is a certified healthcare environmental services technician, and it allows us to give our staff a uh, opportunity to become certified in um, EVS and give them a credential that can follow them. So it's just one more thing for them to put on their resume and build their resume up and uh, give them you know, a better flow and process of what's expected of a healthcare environmental services technician. Because that's a hard job. Yeah, it is a hard job, and I don't think that the uh, staff necessarily realizes um, everything that EVS is responsible for and how much they put in to the work that happens in healthcare. Um, but without them, you know, we can't have a clean environment, and uh, we can't make sure that our staff is staying healthy and uh, being able to provide their job as well as our patients. So. Uh, from an overall standpoint, the cleaner your environment, the safer you are. Correct. So, um, they play a huge role in the health system, and uh, you know they deserve a lot of recognition for that. Absolutely. So the fact that you're able to give them a more in-depth training to make it not only a better environment and safer environment for them and our other staff members, but also our patients as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when you think about um, infection prevention and you think about how we take care of our patients um, everything with EVS plays into that so uh, infection prevention yeah it has to do with our PPE and the way that we take care of our patients mm -hmm. and making sure that we're following the right steps on that on the uh, healthcare side uh, with like nursing and stuff but it also has a huge role with EVS and their ability to maintain that clean and sterile environment for our patients. Yeah, I'll be the first one to say, I, I've always respected all levels of healthcare that I am not able to do. Yeah. And, and environmental services and nursing for that matter has always been two things that I know I'm not built for. Yeah. But I did a lean project 
with environmental services and the amount that they are responsible for, like it really kind of opened my eyes. Not that I thought they only cleaned, but the amount of cleaning and the chemicals that they use and all of that. And that all goes back to that chest training, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the individuals who went through the chest program are now uh, helping lead um, all of our other staff in EVS and give them more direction in how to do their job. And I think it was eye-opening to see you know, how much responsibility they have that Mm -hmm. they don't really realize until somebody from the outside tells them. Right. So when I was like, hey, guys, you know, you're helping with infection prevention. And it's kind of like, oh, yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, So uh, sometimes I think that they downplay their job as well. Um, But they really, they really are a substantial part of our healthcare system. Absolutely. So of all the things that you do with your process improvement, your chest training, I know you do a little bit of EMR training. Um, what is your favorite? What's your favorite thing that you get excited about training? So one of my favorite trainings is probably uh, culture, but also uh, doing the, um, I do a bullying and cultural awareness class with our new nurses. Okay. And uh, well, new hires. Um, but particularly the nurses that come through our new, new hire mm-hmm. uh, process. And uh, being able to convey that we have to just be more understanding as a humanity. Mm-hmm. We need to just be able to uh, know that bullying is not okay. Uh, that there are repercussions and that those repercussions both affect that individual and their family. Um, and then also just trying to explain the different cultural values. And in a day and age where we have so much technology, I think it's important that we utilize it. So something I tell them is go back to your computer, go back to your cell phone and just look up something. So if I have a patient who comes in and is, say, Islamic, I might not know anything about Islam. You need to look up on the phone, even if you do just a five-minute search. Mm-hmm. and learn. So you were talking about your cultural awareness and your bullying training. Yeah, so um, just trying to convey to them that you can be somebody in somebody's corner and provide a uh, support system for other people and provide a way for them to build each other up and create a work environment that's more conducive to success of all individuals. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that extra little bit of effort that they put in, like how that makes that patient feel a little bit safer in your care, I think, for sure. Absolutely. And anything we can do to try to help uh, provide our patients with the very best care, you know, along with our culture commitment, um, is just a positive, you know, positive change for the better. Absolutely. So... You do a lot. You talked about your BLS, and we even use an RQI machine to, to help uh, recertify some of our staff. Yeah. So, and those are technical things that we didn't have five years ago, ad- advancing in our, in our training. So if you had unlimited resources, there was no cap or no uh, blocking, what would you, what do you see that could you use to improve your training? So um, along the lines of BLS, but just hands-on learning as a whole, um, if I had unlimited resources um, and the ability to, I would uh, create a hologram 
type process where the patient would be actually placed in the room via a hologram and the uh, staff would be able to interact with the patient as if the patient was actually in front of them and you would be able to uh, kind of code it to where like the individual could have a gashing leg or uh, uh, abdominal bleed or brain bleed or stroke or heart attack and the patient, I mean the staff would actually be able to interact with the hologram and uh, you know do their training that way because I think the more hands-on and immersive you can get the better uh, that you can make your trainings and prepare your staff. So when you're developing your training, um, what is something that every, like no matter what class I sit in, whether it's chess or culture or BLS, what is, what is it that every single one of those trainings that you lead, what does it have? Yeah, so I always tried to uh, incorporate humor because uh, healthcare can be kind of monotonous at times and kind of mm-hmm. tedious. Um, I think humor brings light to the situation. Um, we live, we work in a very high risk environment, mm-hmm. and the fact that uh, what we do, what we train, uh, really does lead to people being able to live, um, and it has consequences if you're not well trained. So uh, providing humor, though, kind of gives it that edge to where it makes it a little more lighthearted because we are always under stress, um, and so it makes it just a little bit easier. So I always try to include humor in my trainings uh, to try to also bring people back and uh, get them interested in what we're doing. And I think it's important because what we do is stressful, but we're also training the front lines, you know, and some of those things, to your point. So... Um, I agree that if you can break the ice, I think you start creating an environment where they're not afraid to ask questions and they're not afraid to make a mistake. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, uh, you know, sometimes you get those frontline employees who are under the gun and they think, like, oh, this is, this training is so important or we've already done this so many times, why are we doing it again? And you just try to use humor to make them understand either the significance of the training or you try to use humor to give a little light to it, like I said, to just make it a little bit calmer and more relaxed atmosphere for the training. Sure. So looking into the future, what is something that you think that we as a department will start incorporating more and more in our trainings? kind of like back to what I was saying um I don't think the hologram is anything that we're going to be able to do (laughs) in the next five ten years um but who knows maybe somebody comes out with something crazy maybe Elon Musk is you know that's his next endeavor but uh I think that technology I mean we have to just keep moving into the century and getting more technological so any way that we can incorporate technology um and make the learning more immersive or more hands-on or uh, easier to access um, so that the frequency of training can be increased uh, I think is beneficial so I would say technology okay I also think it has something to do we were sitting in our department brainstorming meeting and we were talking actually about technology not only so that we get high quality training but we're also starting to train a younger generation right that grew up with tech yeah so if we keep doing the same thing at least i feel like we're not going to grab that attention 
of yeah, someone. Yeah, absolutely. I think you'll end different... up. Uh, I think the more you can relate things to your audience, the mm-hmm. better. And I think our audience is getting younger, and uh, they're getting to where they understand technology better, and we're, healthcare as a whole is moving to a more technological area. Sure. Okay, so the technological advancements in all of healthcare is getting greater. Um, things that used to be super important skills um, are being replaced with uh, automation. Okay, so it used to be super, super important that you knew how to take a blood pressure correctly. Right. And I'm not saying that it's not, but we now have automated blood pressure cuffs. Right. Okay, so uh, being able to target the audience to where we're using technology as it comes out and staying up to date with everything uh, is immensely important and meeting the needs of uh, both the patient and the individual who will be providing the care. Absolutely. My last question, for those that are younger than us, wanting to come into healthcare, what advice do you have for them? Uh, I think if you have uh, an idea of getting into healthcare, keep your mind open. Uh, Do a lot of research. Do a lot of research into healthcare. And understand that there's so many different fields. Mm-hmm. When you think healthcare, you often think provider, nurse. Okay, you don't really think about all of the things that go into providing healthcare. You don't think about respiratory therapy and radiology and dosimetry and uh, you know cancer care or specialized care. Um, do your research. Really find out what your niche is because. Just saying I want to be in healthcare, I mean, it's a field that's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. It's important. Um, but just saying, hey, I want to be in healthcare, you, you you really need to be able to know and target what you want to be. I would also say if you have an end goal, find the easiest steps to get to that end goal. Because uh, I've seen people who have gone to nursing school and then gone on to medical school, and it just makes it that much longer. Right. Um, if your overall goal is to become a doctor, become a doctor. Go to medical school. If your overall goal is to be a BSN, go to a four-year college. Um, I think uh, the faster that you can reach your credentials, the better, uh, because a lot of your learning is going to be on the job. Right. Okay. Healthcare is one of those things where you only learn from experience, um, and so. I think reaching into uh, the field is really important and finding out what do I want to be and how do I get there the quickest. So. Okay, that's good advice because I did not take that route. <laughs> but Neither you know, did I. <laughs> but, you know, there are so many fields. Like, yeah. you know, when you, when you start out in a particular field, I mean, like, for instance, for me, I was very passionate about post-acute care and social services but I got burnt out, Yeah, you know? So you, um, you don't want to leave health, or at least in my case, leave healthcare, but there are so many opportunities that are not necessarily in front of patients that are important to keeping the doors of the health system open. Yeah. So, you know, billing cycles, you know, all of that stuff that they may have minimal contact with patients, but people have a really good career, um, in healthcare, providing that service yeah so yeah that's really good advice i would also say like be diversified um Mm -hmm. unless you are going into something that's a specialty 
uh, find a way to just learn as much as possible. Because, you know, uh, healthcare is one of those things where you can kind of jump around yeah. to different fields and different uh, areas of the system and kind of find your niche. So um, definitely make yourself to where you're accessible to all sorts of different qualifications. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for thank you. talking with me today. And we'll see you next time. All right. All right.